Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Welcome back, 49er fans. It was a relatively uneventful bye week. It really came too soon, in my opinion. And on the heels of a terrible three-game losing streak that left us with a 2-3 and three record and in last place in the division up until Seattle lost, of course, this weekend. So now we're second to last, but only two wins. As usual, though, even though our team sucks, we still look <laughs> forward to the games because there's always some hope, even if just a glimmer, and even if Jimmy G is still going to be the quarterback. And we'll get into that. I'm Pablo, your host for, for today. As usual, joined by my brothers from the same mother. Carlos and Tony, the same father too, which is <laughs> but the saying is brothers from another mother this time. <laughs> so we'll be playing uh, at home versus the Colts, who are two and four. Uh, the 49ers will be wearing the red throwback jerseys as well. Uh, on Sunday Night Football, this is the second of five primetime games. The first one was against the Packers, didn't end so well. Hopefully, this one ends better. Uh, in case you're wondering, the next three are Week 10 against the Rams on Monday Night Football at home, Week 13 at Seattle on Sunday Night Football. Of course, Wilson will probably be back by then. And uh, Week 16 at Tennessee on Thursday Night Football. Assuming none of those get rescheduled. I'm not sure about the rules. Some of them can and cannot be, but depending on how much the Niners uh, suck by then, they may, <laughs> or may not be rescheduled. Man, I just I just thought about that. Russell Wilson, knowing our luck, would be back just in time for that game. Oh, just, of course. just to beat us. Of course. That's <laughs> it's how it's be his, his homecoming. Damn, no, man. So let's let's get into it. We got a lot of topics to discuss, not in any particular order. Of course, we're gonna talk about the quarterbacks. We're gonna talk about Shanahan, who we've said before is in the fans hot seat doing air quotes here, fans. Um and, of course, John Lynch had an interview with Matt Mayoko that we'll talk about. Uh, but before we do, what's what's the latest news and an injury report, Tony? So I guess biggest news, obviously, everybody cares about is the, the quarterback situation. You know, starting off the week, it didn't look too good. Jimmy G practiced on Monday. And Trey Lance did not. Uh, and then as of today, October 20th, per Matt Mayoko, um, did not practice Kinlaw with his knee injury that doesn't seem to go away. Uh, Trey Lance with that knee injury as well. Trent Williams, who also did not practice, which could be a, a huge miss if he doesn't play this Sunday. Ankle and elbow injury. Limited was Jimmy G with his calf. Uh, Marcel Harris had a had thumb injury. And then some good news, K1 Williams was uh, back in, in full swing today from his uh, calf injury. So from what I've heard, I think he'll be back this Sunday. That is good news. All of a sudden, the corners don't look as bad as they did at the beginning um, of the season after Barrett's injury, of course. Uh, so some credit there goes to D'Amico Ryans as well. Uh, the defense has looked like they've improved, especially against the Cardinals. Uh, as you said, the biggest news, Jimmy G practiced and Trey Lance did not. Jimmy G, if you remember after after that game where he got hurt <laughs> against Seattle, he was in almost in tears thinking he was going to be out for a significant period of time. And I guess he came out recently and said it wasn't, he, he was too aggressive with his, uh, <laughs> with his prediction, which is kind of funny. Um, so he, ironically, he's good to go. And, and Trey, because of that terrible game plan that we talked about in our previous episode, 
uh, is hurt and is not even a discussion. Otherwise, it would be extremely interesting topic to be talking about, depending on who Shanahan picked as a starting quarterback, um, as a as opposed to by default saying Trey Lance is hurt, so it's Jimmy. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about it shortly on whether we think that would make a yeah. difference or not. I mean, at least it's not Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> No, I mean, you just jinxed it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just let's just uh, hit it hard here. Uh, let's start uh, with a bang and, and talk about the state of the franchise. It, it's still pretty early, um, but where do we go from here? We have a two and three record. What will this Sunday night football game tell us? Uh, Carlos, what do you think? Oh, man, I think the, the bye week... I think came at the wrong time. Uh, just my overall feel right now. I just feel deflated. I think is the way. And, and I'm usually the optimist. God dang, that tells you a lot right there. <laughs> True. But um, I just because I I thought I was really optimistic from what I saw from Trey Lance, and even though we lost against the Cardinals, I I liked what I saw. You know, I saw him you know start to settle down get better his you know mobility and his his arm and just you know just i was just chomping at the bit to continue to see him play and it's kind of like what you brought up p it's just at one point we thought man jimmy g's gonna miss three to four weeks who knows with this calf injury can just linger on and you know here we go here's trey he's a strong young buck and now it's the other way around where trey is now hurt and jimmy g is ready to go so it, uh, it's just, the, I guess the reason why I feel deflated is I just, for, at least for me, I'm just, I've, I'm all in on Trey Lance. I think it's been clear that we, we have mortgaged the future. We traded numerous first round picks that we, as we've talked about it so much, and I'm ready to move on from Jimmy G. I'm not saying he's a horrible person or he's a horrible quarterback, but the writing's on the wall. And in my opinion, I moved on where this is not 2019. Um, in my opinion, Jimmy G does not give us the best chance to win. Uh, I think Trey Lance can do that and he, he can only get better as the season progresses. And in the long term, in the long term, long run, looking at 2022 and on, I think it's better that Lance starts now. So, to me, the state of the franchise right now, it, it, it's still at, at a point where I think if I'm being really honest, I think Kyle is lying to himself or he must really just know something that we don't know or we can't see, obviously, since he's the head coach. But I, I just don't see Jimmy G giving us the best chance to win. And this defense is not the 2019 defense. So, I mean, really, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the 49ers, which is why I will continue to support and watch. Uh, but I'm just really, really ready for the Trey Lance era to begin. Uh, and it's just, I, I think, unfortunately, the worst case scenario that can happen is that we keep rolling with Jimmy until we're out of playoff contention. And then there's no choice but to start Trey. And, I mean, I really hope that doesn't happen. But that's where right now where maybe I feel deflated. That's where we're going. Yeah, that's a possibility, and it, and it would definitely suck, especially if it's late in the season when we get knocked out from the playoffs, and then Trey comes in for just maybe one or two games, which isn't a whole a whole lot there to to end the season. What do you think, Tony? 
Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm frustrated. Um, I, I think the bye week came at a good time. It, it was just very unfortunate that Trey Lance, you know, had that injury. It set him back like a week or two because now who knows, you know, what this Sunday night football game will tell us. You know, let's say the 49ers go out there and we finally win Sunday, win on Sunday night, win at home. I think it just extends Jimmy G's time here and, you know, with the 49ers. And that's pretty – you know, deflating as Carlos said, because like you said, we've all agreed it's time for the Trey Lance era to start. And I mean, obviously I want them to win. I would never, you know, root for, for the 49ers to lose, but it's just kind of frustrating because you know, we'd all rather be talking about, you know, what the game plan would be this this Sunday night if Trey Lance was going to start. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll disagree with, uh, I'll agree with Carlos and disagree with you on the bye week coming at a good time. I think it, it definitely is not not just in in the fact that it's early on in the season. You typically the later the bye week, the better because that's when your team is most beat up. But you just don't want to go into a bye week with with a losing streak like this. You want to have another game right away to hopefully turn it around and get a win. Now uh, you could also see it as we were in a losing streak and and the bye week came at a time where they can evaluate, self evaluate, and then perhaps come out with a stronger plan and tr- and try to turn it around. We'll see. Um, definitely, the fact that Trey Lance is hurt is, is makes it easier for Shanahan to go with Jimmy. But I'm, as we had said before, even if Lance is healthy, I don't know that he goes to Lance. Um, from what I've been hearing from press conferences or or uh, articles from from some of the beat reporters, I, I'm starting to put together the puzzle here. Uh, you know, that what's puzzled us is what's Shanahan's plan been for the quarterback this season because he wanted to move on from Jimmy, traded up to get Lance, but ended up staying with Jimmy. And it really sounds like Shanahan's plan was to roll it back with the 2019 team, so to speak, stick with Jimmy, cross his fingers that he'd stay healthy, even though uh, the evidence didn't show that he would, and and really just have Trey Lance maybe come in from time to time and kind of save him until next year. That's really what it's sounding like that his plan is. Um, and it doesn't make sense to us fans, but I guess it does to Shanahan. And that's part of the reason why fans are so frustrated with him right now. Uh, one, you know, First of all, Jimmy G's just not going to go through a whole season. And right. your backup quarterback's going to come in. And it looks like Shanahan has like a completely different offense offensive scheme for Lance for some reason he doesn't trust Lance to run the offense that Jimmy G's running uh, even though a lot of fans thought that the reason we were drafting Lance was because he was under center a lot doing play action yet Shanahan rolls out this offense against the Cardinals where he's mainly from shotgun uh, doing RPOs yep. and so it was just not making sense and so I don't have faith that Shanahan will start Trey Lance this season at all, even if he's healthy. Right. I think he just thought he could have the best of both worlds, that he thought mm-hmm. that arrogant enough to think, along with John Lynch, we got to throw him in here as well, that they could just mortgage the future. Uh, the team is good enough this year to win a Super Bowl. We don't even need to add to it necessarily with this year's draft. Um, and... Just roll it, roll it back with like 2019, and and win with Jimmy G and defense, and that's not that hasn't really been working too well, and I don't see how it's gonna work. 
Right. Uh, and, like, and I was just saying, like you said, there was a completely different offense with Trey Lance. And I think it's hasn't worked. And Kyle Shanahan's kind of panicked. And I think it's kind of thrown the 49ers into like an identity crisis. Like right now, if I asked you what kind of team, you know, is the 49ers, what are they? What would you say? A sloppy team is the only thing I could think of. Really. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like if you know, you talk about other teams, what kind of teams are they? You usually would answer they're this, they're run first, they're pass heavy, they're we don't right, know what the 49ers. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we were saying in the last episode as well. It's like, what's the identity? In 2019, we we had a, a extravagant run game that was catching the league by storm, uh, especially with Mostert as well. And and it was supplemented by the pass, an efficient passing game by Jimmy G most of the time when he wasn't making the boneheaded throws. And as long as we were uh, ahead in the scoreboard, if we had to come from behind, that, that wasn't going to work out. But this year, we're just being sloppy. It's more reminiscent to 2017-2018 games with penalties and turnovers. Yeah, it almost seems like Kyle Shanahan wants to take a mulligan for 2020 and just pretty much say like, hey, you know, 2020 was supposed to be the revenge tour, but, you know, COVID hit and all those injuries and and that one didn't count. That one didn't count. So now in 2021, now let's really run it back. But that doesn't make it's just like you said earlier, you're again banking on Jimmy G to stay healthy, which he hasn't proven to do. And then what's, you know, further puzzling is that then you draft a quarterback whose style of play is completely different from Jimmy G, where you can't have the same playbook. Right. I think even Kyle alluded to that. Right. You're, You're trying to throw you know, so many different things at the offense and the players, but they could only take so much, right? So you're frustrated with Jimmy. Hey, you know, you, you can't stay healthy. We got we got to make this blockbuster trade and get a starting quarterback, you know? But let's hope you do stay healthy because if you don't, uh, we're going to have to completely change the offense. So we really need you to stay healthy. So it, it, it's just, it, it's it, it's a, an identity crisis for sure. And I think it all started when Moster went down after two plays week one. Yeah. Because, you know, the whole running scheme, it seems, was was based around Moster. And we just haven't been able to find uh, a running back, right, that can just at least solidly solidly replace Moster. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, he got hurt. And then Hasty, he got hurt. And then it, so. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell looked good. But the problem was, you know, Shanahan did, didn't know what to do. And he didn't give the bottom Mitchell in the last game. Against and, the and, and I think that's where Lynch also, what I tried to mention last time in the podcast is that he is the general manager. He can't just wash his hands clean and say, well, you know, I'm letting the coach coach. And I think at some point Lynch needs to have those hard conversations with Shanahan, you know, honestly evaluate Jimmy. And, you know, in my opinion, you know, it's just like people can say, well, you know, Lance is not ready to play. I can say that Jimmy G is not getting better. Jimmy G is is Jimmy, right? And I think Trent Williams Williams was quoted saying, oh, you know, how do you see Jimmy? He said, well, you know, Jimmy is Jimmy. And, to me, that's not a compliment. To me, yeah, you know, Jimmy is Jimmy. It says that tells me okay, you're gonna have a uh, you know some flashes of of nice throws, nothing beyond ten to fifteen yards, and you're gonna get a a pick down the middle somewhere along the lines or or some sort of bonehead play at least once a game. That's yeah, Jimmy. 
Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy is Jimmy. I mean, is it the Jimmy that threw, what was it, like five interceptions in a row in practice? I still can't believe that. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, he's up and down. Even in our game predictor metric, our GPM, which is which for for those of the of the new listeners. By the way, we got like uh, twice as many listeners on the podcast now, so we're getting some new fans. That's that's exciting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The the GPM is our proprietary secret sauce on uh, evaluating games to predict the outcome based on several categories, and, and we'll get into it later. But anyway, the, the GPM for the quarterback shows not much of a difference between Jimmy G and Lance, uh, except for the fact that as Lance plays, he's going to improve, and, and that's the key here that we've been saying all along as well. We've been advocates that uh, for Lance starting in the first place, uh, obviously, that was not Shanahan's plan, as as we've said. He just thought he could roll it back with Jimmy, and Lance would be like an emergency quarterback. And uh, I mean, that's just not—it's just not working if when you're not winning games. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, with with Lance, with, with when you give up so much to get a quarterback, I would think that Shanahan would be over the moon with excitement to you know, like he kept saying, you know, "It's going to be eleven on eleven football." And he would just be, dra- you know, writing up, writing up these plays and everything as he was when he was flying back from from Justin Fields' workout. <laughs> so, like, man, where is all that excitement? Like, I would think he'd be so excited to finally get Lance, get a chance to work with them. You're gonna play the heck out of him in the preseason, you know, your new shiny toy, you know, an upgrade to your car or something, and then only to just, you know, nah, let's let's put him on the shelf. What ended up happening here is. We ended up going with Jimmy G as an expensive bridge quarterback that is often hurt, and that just makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, un- very unfortunate, very disappointed in Shanahan and Lynch, and that's why we say Shanahan right now he's on the fans' hot seat because of this whole quarterback situation. Obviously, not winning games. Um, the difference between the fans' hot seat is and the own we'll say the owners' hot seat that would be Jed York is we haven't seen Jed York tweet, we haven't heard these leaks coming out from reporters on Shanahan being in a hot seat. Eventually we might get to that point right now. It's just the fans kind of putting the pressure on. And, and with that as a segue, guys, I have a question for you and we'll start with, uh, with you, Tony, this time, is this a must win game for the 49ers this early on in the season? I think so. I, I think if the 49ers want to have, I guess, any relative chance of, of even trying to make the playoffs or being competitive, I think they have to win, especially have to win at home. You know, I, I don't even remember the last time they went at home. I think it's been over a year. It's pretty ridiculous. It's Sunday night. It's prime time. This is a, a Colts team that the 49ers, you know, can beat and should be able to beat. At the end, you know, if they lose this, it would be what, four losses in a row. That would just be be pretty terrible. I, I think this is a this is a must win game. I think the pressure's on them. They they have to show something. Carlos, what do you think? Yeah, I think from from a, uh, I guess, playoff run perspective or, you know, trying to run it back, this is a must win because the, the Cardinals remain undefeated. You know, we're second to last in our division. Um, the Colts are an inferior team to the last three teams we've, we've played, right? I mean, they don't measure up to the Cardinals, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, or you know the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, so um, I think this this is a must win uh, for both Jimmy G and Kyle. 
I think if we were to lose this game, I can, you know, envision in the next home game, the Vans, the fan, the Vans. <laughs> go, God. There it is. I can envision the fans starting to call for, no, we want Lance, we want Lance. Uh, just, you know, you know, similar or drawing back when you know, we were chanting, we won car when Alex Smith was just, you know, throwing interceptions left and right. And this so, wasn't yeah. the good car. This was uh, the da- yeah, this David, is, car. This David, David car. David car, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think Shanahan, you know, to what you alluded earlier, he's definitely on the fans hot seat. I mean, it's, you know, losing season after losing season with only 2019 being the only, you know, great season so far under Shanahan. So I absolutely think that come Sunday night, if we lose, I can, you know, expect to hear a lot of boos, you know, during the game, if we're, if we're stinking it up and definitely the following home game. I agree with both of you. I'll take it one step further. Not just is this game versus the Colts a must win. I think the week eight game, the following game against the Bears is also a must win. I think the 49ers, we need to get a two-game winning streak because the, the next two games after that is against division opponents. Uh, we play the Cardinals again at home and then the Rams at home. And you got to have some momentum going into those games. And if Shanahan and Lynch want to say they're running it back like 2019 and this is a Super Bowl team, they have to win these next two games against the Colts and the Bears who are on paper inferior teams on paper, Shanahan should and, and, and this coaching staff should be uh, the better coaches. Um, no excuses. You can't have this sloppy football, this sloppy brand of football with flags flying all over the place and turnovers. Uh, they, ha- they have to clean it up and find it. Go with Jimmy G, Shanahan, because that was your plan. It was a terrible one, but okay. But, but win games then, right? I mean, otherwise, just make the call already. Make the switch. Uh, don't wait too long into the season. So I think if if they lose this game, it might be time to panic, in my opinion. Uh, I, I don't know that. I think the Bears are a better team, and we'd be playing at Chicago. If they lose against the Colts, I could really see things unraveling, and I don't see them either beating Chicago anyway. And then after that, it's the Cardinals and Rams. and Things just get really bad, so... They have to win these next two games, in my opinion. Yeah, I think in terms of panicking, um, what what I'm still holding on to is that, you know, that we win on Sunday and then by some miracle or something, maybe Shanahan slips and bumps his head and he just comes to the realization that it's better to roll with Lance. Uh, And that would just be, you know, a, a Halloween miracle there. (laughs) <laughs> if we if we can if we can have Trey Lance start against the Bears, because you know I know he's missing the Sunday night game, but it, it it sounds per the reports that you know he'll be ready to go, you know the the following week um against the Bears, right? He'd be available. So I just I don't know. That's the only thing I'm I'm holding on to at this point, at least for now, is that Shanahan reviewed the Arizona game, and he saw a lot of positive things from Lance, where he would rather roll with him going forward, but. I mean, it's 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 definitely going to be panic even more so with the fans if we lose on Sunday. I don't know. I I think if we win, it just like I said, it extends Jimmy G's time, you know, with the 49ers. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I think the, the only way Lance starts is if Jimmy G completely stinks it up, gets injured, or, you know, if we end up, you know, trading Jimmy G away before the trade deadline. I mean, at this point, I'm even hoping that we, 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 we start using Trey Lance a lot more like we did in the in the preseason game. Or was it the, the second preseason game where Trey was coming in so much more often in the red zone or something? Just even that, man, I, I'm just I'm, I'm just ready to see Trey Lance play, man. It was not the way Shanahan was using him was just not very effective, though. It, it was not like what you thought would be with Breeze and um What's the other quarterback? Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill. It has not been that at all. Um, so they, Shanahan would definitely have to step it up. His creativity just hasn't been there. I remember, was it Kittle before the Packers game saying that when the lights come on, Shanahan likes to shine or that, he'd come yeah. up with, or, yeah. or that he knew that he'd come up with something? <laughs> that something was was Jaquez, the new running back. Who I already forgot his last name or, or his first name, Patrick. He threw the ball back almost over Jimmy G's head. It was a disastrous play call. Uh, do better. Do better, Shanahan. We expect much more from you. That's yep. terrible. Yeah, and then, you know, with, with Shanahan, that's what still baffles me, right, about, you know, what, what is he doing? Uh, I had a chance to see, uh, you know, J- JT O'Sullivan. For, for you guys that maybe don't know, JT O'Sullivan is actually a former 49ers quarterback <laughs> back when Mike Martz was our offensive coordinator. But he has a YouTube channel, the, the QB School. Check it out. Yeah, you're welcome, JT. Free free plug in here. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you know, JT was was trying to say that you know that Shanahan he he actually liked the the game plan that Shanahan rolled out for Trey Lance, which is more of what he did you know at North Dakota State, uh, and and JT was just putting it more on poor execution, right? Like in in, in the in the first drive. You know, uh, it was Lance rolling up the middle and he just got in front of one of his lead blockers, you know, had his blocker got in front of him, you know, he would have got a, a, a big gain. Or in that fourth down play where Juice came in and took the, the ball from center, I think Juice was supposed to pitch it to Trey, but it just wasn't executed correctly. And, you know, it seems like JT was saying that the schemes or the plays were there. It was just poor execution. But in my opinion, that still falls on coaching. That still falls on on Shanahan, right? He didn't get his players ready to execute the game plan. Or, you know, he just switched it complete 180 way too much. And as as you stated earlier, Pablo, is like, why is there a need to do that? Like Lance played under center so much uh, at North Dakota State, like, you know, why not roll a similar playbook that you're doing with Jimmy and just throw wrinkles yeah. of what, what Trey can do, which is the RPOs and maybe a design run here and there. But you don't have to do this drastic, uh, you know, game game plan change. So I, I disagree with the JT there. I think it's still Shanahan's fault for his players not executing because that comes into discipline and that comes into saying, OK, we only have one week to prepare. Maybe let's not completely, you know, throw a, a wrench here in the plan. So uh, I, I think he, it, 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 I still think it was a wrong game plan. I think it could have been somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. I think you build off what you've already been doing, what the offense already knows, not a complete 180. You know, we're completely switching it up because it, it was just obvious, you know, that they just weren't used to 
the plays that he was calling and receivers weren't used, you know, Lance scrambling and it, it was just, everybody was out of sync. It, it was, it was pretty awful. I agree. Absolutely. Lack of execution or poor execution by the players definitely falls on coaching. And it is a pattern with Shanahan. You can't throw out 2017 and 2018. People made the excuse that, well, he's just bringing in players. They suck. But the the year that maybe we need to start throwing out now, as much as it pain us to do so, is 2019, where it seems like just our defense was so good, it afforded the offense so many more opportunities. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it, it, it's the outlier um, in terms of penalties, where we just had a really low penalties. But other than 2019, we are a heavily penalized team. Terrible penalties as well, not just the number uh, of them. Not just the quantity, but the quality, and and um, just turnovers as well. Not protecting the ball, and and then not only that, but I think fans sometimes you know they want it both ways, or they 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 want their cake and they want to eat it too, as the expression goes. Or I don't even know if that's the right expression, but yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> I, got, I got lucky there. Uh, but anyway, but people would always say, "Man, Shanahan is a wizard. Look look what he was able to get out of Nick Mullins. Look what he was able to get out of C.J. Beathard, Right." And like, look what he's been able to get out of Jimmy G. So it's like, okay, so I think we've seen the ceiling of Jimmy G. This is it. This is a, as good as he's going to get, guys. So stop with, oh, he just needs to play. Miss me with that already, man. <laughs> that, that's that's it. So then, you know, by the same token, right, uh, if he was able to get what he, what he got at a Nick Mullins, then, I mean, the sky's the limit with like, man – Look, just wait, look what he's going to get out of Trey Lance, who everybody can agree he is much more gifted and talented than Jimmy G. So I don't understand why the fans will say, oh, you know, Trey's not ready to play, but then they'll defend, you know, Kyle by saying, well, he, you know, he's a wizard. He got the most out of Nick Mullins. Right. Look at what he did with him. Right. Just, I, I think the issue is that, you know, and I agree, you know, Kyle Shanahan he gets a lot out of quarterbacks, but the problem is, you know, Jimmy G hasn't progressed. Is it that that is that's the most that Jimmy G can do? Or is it also that, you know, Shanahan didn't develop him? And that's my worry for, for Trey Lance is that I don't doubt that Kyle Shanahan, if he really committed to Lance and the, you know, and to the offense and really, you know, put in a, a, a system for him and committed to it, that he would get a lot out of Lance. But my worry is, you know, Lance is so raw, he will get better as he plays, but can he really develop a, like these other coaches in Mahomes or, you know, and, Herbert, and, you know can, can they develop him? And I think, in, in my opinion, what, what the player is developing, if we're being, you know, really honest here, what they're developing is just their understanding of the game, the speed of the game, and knowing where to go with the ball and you know, understanding what the defense is trying to do, how they're trying to disguise and fool you. So, yeah, in theory. Jimmy, yeah, in theory, right? So Jimmy G, he, he has his tool set. Is he going to continue to develop? The only thing that Jimmy G would have got better with it was would be just reading the defense and knowing where to go with the ball. But there have been reports that come out that, that have said that he's, that he struggled to grasp the playbook, right? He struggled to... Um, nowhere to right. go with the ball. Right. So if you go back to Matt Ryan with with Shanahan, Matt Ryan didn't necessarily you know developed a, a you know become more accurate or a stronger arm or anything. It was that he was able to absorb Shanahan's playbook and now he knew where to go with the ball. But he right. had the tools. 
So with but... Trey with Trey Lance, with Trey Lance is he has the tools, he has the arm, he has the athletic ability. So what he can develop potentially is just knowing where to go with the ball and knowing when to release it, you know, when to throw it away, when to take the sack, when to do yeah. all those things. But that also falls on the coach to coach them up on that, you know. And, and if your quarterback is struggling to grasp a playbook, you know, you have to dumb it down, right? Or you have to figure out a way yeah. to, to, you know, get the offense moving with, with his skill set. Yeah. That, well, that, that's where we expected more from Shanahan. And that's why we're so frustrated. He should have just gone on in with Lance. We saw what he did with RG3, which, like, a, <laughs> like Tony alluded to, kind of dumb it down a bit, use a strong run game, and and piggyback off of that for some plays. No, but 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 hold on, hold on, miss me with that whole you know dumb it down, because okay, the reason Trey Lance was so you know highly recruited or he was so highly you know being clamored by you know all these coaches and scouts was because he was so smart. That's why it was clear that he was a better pick over Fields. That man, Lance, he's just a brilliant kid. And that's the thing then, right? Everybody agrees and everybody, you know, will say, you know, from Shannon Sharp to the Skip Bayless that Shanahan's offense is complex, the verb, the verbiage and everything. And my thing is that it wasn't the theory or the thing that, that Kyle was was tired of having to dumb it down for Jimmy G or that you know, he shouldn't be having to dumb down his offense because it's, it's being limited, right? Right. And I think that fell, fell more on Jimmy G's physical limitations, right? He couldn't get out of the pocket. He couldn't throw. No, deep. see, that, that but, that's but where what I'm has... saying is it falls on the coach to when you get a rookie quarterback, you just don't throw him into the fire. You have to help him, like Pablo was saying, right? Help him with the run game. Yeah. Well, I, what, I, what helps the quarterback, the run game? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Carlos. I think. Both both can be true. So the quarterback can be really smart, in this case, Trey Lance, and he could pick up the playbook really well in theory, but it's just different in practice. Once he's out there with the speed of the, the speed of the game is something you can't grasp from the sideline. Once the speed of the game is there, when he's trying to make decisions within two and a half seconds, maybe one, depending on how McGlinchey's doing, um, <laughs> it's just different. It's more of a feel, even if you know the playbook and where you're supposed to go when things start falling apart. Um, and that's what takes time to develop, even if you know everything. Um, but, but but that's what I'm saying, though, right? Is that I think Kyle still has to cover for Jimmy. Is that Jimmy? Uh, yeah, he's limited. Yeah, he's limited, and not, yeah. not 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 only physically, Tony, which I think you know he is limited physically, yeah. but it's to the point now where he's also limited, you know, you know, just mentally. <laughs> like no matter what, he just can't understand it. He just he just can't. Know, grasp it right right no matter how you yeah. try to teach it to him he's just not getting it right i think and the offense is limited so maybe well, this you know, is this is his uh what third or fourth jimmy's third no fourth year yeah no i yeah he, i agree he should have he should know the playbook by now and have a strong grasp on it but what, what i was trying to get at was more yeah what pablo was saying is that you know i you can you don't think you could question Lance's, you know, ability to, to grasp it. I'm sure he's smart. I'm sure he can get it. But like what Pablo said, it's the speed of the game that he needs to get used to. And that's what comes with live reps, you know, with the ones and with game, you know, game experience. That's and, and, and that's what I'm saying that if I'm Kyle, I would rather roll with that and, you know, use the preseason and the early weeks to, to, you know, to get that going right. rather than continue to cover for, for, for Jimmy G. And Kyle hasn't, but Kyle hasn't done him any favors, right? Well, you know, and he, and it, Lance and... 
then he, here's the other thing that doesn't make sense either, guys. Shanahan is saying Lance isn't ready, and people say, yeah, it, it's smart to sit him. He's going to learn from the sidelines. But what, what is Lance watching from the sideline? He's watching an offense run by Jimmy G that's not even that the same offense yep. <laughs> that he's going to run. Gonna run. Exactly. exactly. So he's not learning ish <laughs> not only not, not, not only that but then but then jimmy was was still chaps my behind is that you know he he still says the comments well you know it's just you know whatever the coach calls that's what i'm gonna run and it's kind of like man you need to have the you know the the courage of your conviction to be able to call the audibles to be able to say you know what kyle i think you got it wrong on this one you you may or i'm seeing this i'm gonna change it up call an audible because this is what i see and I just don't I don't see that from Jimmy. It's almost like he he's lost his confidence or Kyle has broken him or something where he's scared yeah. to to challenge him. So so with that, the trade deadline is coming up November 2nd, 4 p.m. on Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, probably Eastern, uh, one Pacific. I was gonna ask you guys, would you trade Jimmy? I think I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what would you guys think? Do you think Shanahan would would pull that move, Shanahan and Lynch? And, and what would what would you look for, uh, Carlos? I, I would just look for a, a bag, hot of hot, <laughs> bag of hot Cheetos <laughs> and a six pack of either Diet Dr Pepper or Diet Mountain Dew. But I mean, I I would say you know like, in my opinion, again, Kyle and and Lynch need to both agree and understand this isn't 2019. It's it, We're not going to get there with Jimmy. He's not going to win the big game. And with that, I would, yes, I would trade him for whatever we can get at this point because if we don't, you know, it's better to get even a you know fifth-round pick than just to cut him at the end of the year and just get nothing for him. So, yeah, I, I would definitely explore, explore uh, to trade him and I think that comes with, you know, the, the, the teammates, you know, corralling and rallying around Lance and, and getting behind them, which that may have started already as we, there was a sighting of George Kittle and Trey Lance in the Giants, in the, you know, San Francisco Giants game. <laughs> so, so that's where it starts. So I, I, I am definitely on board with trading Jimmy for whatever we can get for him. You know, there, there's been some, some reports, some rumors, you know, you know, probably just grassing him in that straws or in the bye week, but you know, a, a straight up trade of Jimmy G for for OBJ from the Browns. I mean, I yeah. I do it. I do that. Yeah, I agree. I think they should trade Jimmy G for anything they can get. Will they? I don't think so. Um, I think because there's rumors, it's most likely that they're not. You know, if you remember, you know, all the moves the 49ers have made have kind of just been out of nowhere. Like remember when we got Jimmy G, just it was just kind of random, right? It came out of nowhere. So I, I think as if more rumors come out, I think it'll be a sign that it's most, most likely that he won't get traded. But yeah, I agree. You know, anything we can get from, but he does have that trade clause um, in yeah. his contract to where I guess he gets pretty much decides yes or no on the destination. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I think the biggest obstacle here on why a trade isn't likely to happen is his contract. 24 to 26 million or whatever the figure, exact figure is, teams just don't have the cap space to, to bring Jimmy G on. Um, at least not teams that are probably competitive. So that, that's the problem. Uh, not unless he restructures, right? Or, you know, they, they figure something out to restructure. 
Yeah, and I'm not even sure if that's something they can do now once the season started, if it's guaranteed, would the Niners have to eat it? I, I don't know what the heck would have to happen. It just doesn't seem likely. And one of the things that I mentioned earlier in the season was, hey, if the 49ers go on a win streak, maybe we trade for a corner to try to make that Super Bowl run. Now it looks like surprisingly we're on the receiving end. We're like, you know, maybe we're on a losing streak and, and do we trade some of our best players to get some of that capital back that we lost in the draft? You know, Jimmy G would be nice if we could move him up. But again, it might be difficult. We talked about Kittle. You guys didn't necessarily agree on that, but you know, don't lose sight on the fact that that's a possibility if, if uh, the team isn't looking so good and, one of the teams that's competitive wants to try to make a run. Maybe they, maybe they give us a good offer for someone. But but see that that's this is where I would disagree with you is that I think if you have a franchise quarterback, that franchise quarterback can cover for a lot of your flaws, or they're a great deodorant uh, in terms of how the team is performing. So I think you're gonna have Trey Lance on a rookie contract for the next four years, which is I, why. Extension. Yeah, I mean, but you don't want to get to that point. You don't want to pick right. up the fifth year option because then you're you're setting yourself up for even a bigger payday, or it's just you don't want to get there because it means that Trey Lance didn't pan, you know didn't pan out. So right now you have Trey Lance in a rookie contract. So in other words, right now you, you know you in a sense still have a window to actually splurge on other on other players because you don't have to you don't have to pay Trey yet. Um, so I I still think. I agree with you, Pablo, where had we started trade from the very beginning and, you know, even if we were, you know, maybe not, not undefeated, but maybe just flip our record, right? If we were three and two and we lost a couple of close games and Trey was, you know, man, we weren't losing because of him. Maybe that's where we could have traded, you know, Jimmy G or something for, you know, a top tier corner or someone more legit. Right. We'd have the, yeah. I mean, if we wouldn't have Jimmy G on the team, we'd have the the, the cap space to 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 do so as well. So it was it was just a big mistake to keep Jimmy. Yeah. No, no matter how you slice it. Let's move on. Let's move on from Jimmy and quarterback talk. What what else can we talk about here? Um, Sunday night football being promoted on Twitter. Carlos, you saw something there. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's, a, it's a poster, you know, showing, obviously, you know, Carson Wentz from the Colts coming into town to take on, you know, Nikki B and the 49ers. So it's it, what I find, you know, intriguing, number one, is, you know, my boy Nikki B's on the cover, which is great. But then it's kind of like, you know, we're in, in 2021, the NFL is definitely a passing league. It's definitely, you know, catered to the offense. And, you know, Jim, our quarterback, the 49ers quarterback is not on the cover. It's not a Carson Wentz versus Jimmy G or versus a Trey Lance. It's Carson Wentz versus Nikki B and the 49ers. So, I mean, that just tells you where our, where, where our quarterback position is right now. Just because, you know, just, you know, Jimmy G ain't it. And that just cho- shows you the stardom of Nikki B. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just more sh- goes to show how we just don't have a franchise quarterback yet. I think any team that where they're promoting with, with a defensive player, you know, maybe like like the Washington football team would probably have like Chase Young, right? You know, it just yeah. it, it shows what what kind of team they are. You know, and that's no disrespect to Chase Young or or Nikki B because they're both you know beasts and some of the best defensive players in the league, but. 
like you said, it's a passing league. When your quarterback's not the face of your franchise, it's you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, the only team that currently doesn't have a legit quarterback but but is doing pretty well, it, it'd probably be the Titans with Derrick Henry um, as a running back. But I don't see them going very far in the playoffs or making it to the Super Bowl because of that, because their quarterback isn't uh, a top-tier quarterback. See, and it's still an offensive player, right? It's still the running back. Right, yep. So... Uh, another topic that's been coming up a lot uh, for obvious reasons, Defoe, DeForest Buckner coming back to Levi Stadium uh, since the 49ers traded him away for the 13th overall pick uh, in the 2020 draft and kept Eric Armstead and extended Eric Armstead's contract instead. There's some, I don't, I won't call it bad blood. There's definitely um, something that, like a grudge, maybe a little bit of a grudge from Defoe the fact that he was kind of willing to come down on his price, but the 49ers didn't work with him, even though he was doing everything right on and off the field. He's always playing for us. He wasn't, he's, he's actually one of the players that isn't injury prone that we traded away. Um, I don't like this topic too much. I think it's being, you know, uh, made up into something that isn't really there, but let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, Tony, what are your thoughts on Defoe coming back and, and maybe even about the trade? Man, you know, it, it, it sucked to see Defoe go. You know, I, I felt he was one of those players that, you know, just could have been a for lifer, right, with the 49ers. Like you said, he, he hardly missed games. And I mean, he was just a complete baller on the defense. I, I think that 2019 defense was as good as it was, especially the defensive line, because of DeForest Buckner. And I think that's Eric Armstead had the season he had because of DeForest Buckner. And, uh, you know, with the addition of, of Nick Bosa that season, you know, Eric Armstead wasn't getting, you know, really double teamed or anything like that. And, and DeForest Buckner was just – I don't think he had as many sacks, but, I mean, he, he was making plays. I mean, even in the Super Bowl, he, he was getting closer to Mahomes and applying the pressure. Um, so it, it sucked to see him go, you know, I guess financially and, and draft capital-wise, it made sense, right? A thir- the 13th overall pick – uh, and for what the Colts gave him, there, I don't think there's any way. I, I think he got like $84 million contract. I don't think there's any way the 49ers were going to uh, be able to pay him that. But I, what I thought was interesting more was the people, I guess, kind of um, arguing. And I know Jimmy Ward had some comments about how like, the Rams and the Chiefs, they're able to keep the, their key players. Um, and people were commenting on Twitter, well, you know, the Rams kept their key players, but they lost a lot of guys. You know, what did that get them? And, you know, I would say well, it got them, well, you know, winning seasons in comparison to us. So I think overall, I don't think the trade was a bad trade. The Kinlaw pick, who knows how that will turn out because of his knee injury and, you know, Lynch's Tennessee to draft injury-prone players. But I just thought the, the Rams thing out of everything, I thought was the most interesting uh, thing to pop up. Carlos, you got thoughts? Yeah, I, I still, I think, you know, Defoe, I, I really liked the sack celebration. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, and then I just think, he, you know, he was here when we were, we before 2019, obviously, when we were sucking. So he was, I feel like he was part of, of turning the team around and, yeah. you know, and bringing, you know, some respect, you know, back to the 49ers. So I, I you know, I think now, 
I see the trade more than man. It sucks that we let him go. Uh, just because, yeah, I think they, they could have found a way to, you know, maneuver some money or throw it on, keep, just keep throwing it till next year, throwing it to next year. And, you know, not only that, but I think Pablo, as you stated, you know, Defoe was reliable. He was, you know, he, he, he was playing on Sunday. He's a and leader. What did we get in return? You know, we, we drafted Kinlaw again, great potential, but I mean, his knee injury is becoming a serious concern. He's limited to what he can do in practice. They have to, in a sense, save him for the game. So he's not really developing. I don't think he has a, a solo sack since he's been with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, and not not to hit on not to hate on Eric Armstead. You know, I'm I'm glad we you know we were able to keep him, even though sometimes she doesn't show up on the film. But I think we could have extended George Kittle. We could have extended Defoe. We could have found a way to make it work. You know. And we didn't. I think, you know, cutting Jimmy G would have been one solution that we didn't do. And, you know, we know I guess I will say we, we did get Ken Law that year and also Brandon Ayuk, right? It was the same draft. Yeah. And and again, I mean, Ayuk, you know, has the talent, but for some reason, you know, we're not using him, right? Or we're not throwing him the ball. So right now at this point, I would say, you know, it may not show up in stats, but I would say the Colts won the trade. Just because you know of Defoe's character, when he what he brings to the team and the leadership, you know we're not getting that from Kenline and Uke right now. So, agree. And 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 let's talk about a Uke next. But let me give you my thoughts on this. I, I think overall we're all on the same page. Um, if Kenlaw worked out, we wouldn't be talking about this. But they drafted an injury-prone player. I believe Kenlaw had knee tendonitis. They knew about it. They still drafted him. So that that's on Lynch and Shanahan. Um, I would definitely have rather kept Defoe over Armstead. I would have rather given that contract to Defoe. I know PFFF, or is it two Fs? PFF. <laughs> PFF. <laughs> uh, we'll give him another F uh, because they, they keep they keep grading Armstead really well. You know, we're we're not big into watching the All Twenty Two or the film. I don't see it during game day so much. I think against the Cardinals was the first time that I noticed him a little bit more. Otherwise. Miss me with the pressures, man. Get the sacks, or or if the pressures were leading to interceptions, that it, it would it would matter. But that's not none of that is true. So, um, yeah, would have definitely rather kept uh, Defoe, and uh, definitely Colts won the trade there, in my opinion, as well. Now, Ayuk, that's another hot topic going around because no one understands why our first round. Uh, pick wide receiver from 2020 who had a very promising rookie season. Uh, Shanahan said he was one of his top two wide receivers in the draft, and it was a pretty stacked draft of wide receivers as well. We're talking about Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, even Henry Ruggs has been playing better now, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Chase Claypool. Uh, They all came out of that draft and have all looked really well. They've all looked promising. Um, they've continued to progress this year. But here we go. Ayuk has actually gone backwards. He, he he has not progressed or he has not been given the opportunities. Think of it, guys. What, what are your thoughts there, Carlos? Um, I think, again, it's just, you know, the, Lynch is waiting or and Kyle, they're saying that they're waiting for him to take the next step. But how is he going to take the next step without playing? 
Like he he's not getting the the balls thrown at him. He's not getting up. He's not getting targets. They're not trying to you know involve him in the game plan or give him quick screens. Yep. Or even during Debo's injury in, in 2020, they were using him in the Debo role where he would take the right. the jet sweeps and all that. So I don't know. Again, is it something in the locker room? Is it, is it something? Is he missing curfew? Is he just, you know, only going 50% or just going through the motions in practice? I don't know. Uh, but again, it's a first-round talent that doesn't seem to be be managed correctly. Uh, so again, I, I think uh, it, it could be another wasted pick if, if they don't find a way to get him involved or get the most out of him. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I'm not too sure exactly what's going on. You know, I saw some stuff on Twitter. They were saying that he, he's not getting as much separation as he did last year and this and that. But I, I'll agree with Carlson that I don't think we, you know, we've targeted him enough in, you know, exactly like the, the quick screen pass game or the sweeps. I mean, he's a very dynamic player. We saw that against the Cardinals in that one um, pretty crazy catch that he had where, where Lance just did a complete bullet and it, and it's almost like like the ball caught him, as J.T. O'Sullivan said. And he made some pretty crazy moves, and, and he got the first down. It was like a second and 25. So, I, I mean, he's talented, no doubt. But, yeah, I, I would question more so, you know, Lynch and Shanahan. He, he hasn't taken the next step. But, I mean, what are you doing about that? You know, you, they could criticize him. But what are they doing to, to make sure he does? Or, or what can he do to get to the next level? You know what I mean? Exactly. And talking about John Lynch, that's another topic there. There was an interview that came out from Matt Mayoko where he asks Lynch about the 49ers and whether there was a crisis going on within the the team. And and before Lynch answers that question, he kind of (laughs) reaches over and has like this, you know, scratches his ear or behind his (laughs) ear like a, I don't know if it was a nervous twitch or, you know, body language experts might say he he's either lying, he's anxious or or it's just something he doesn't like to hear or he's been hearing a lot. Uh, either way, it was uh, I kind of brought it up on Twitter early on and then I started seeing uh, other people also noticing as well. And, uh, it, you know, it's kind of become a big deal on Twitter. Um, something's definitely going on, in my opinion going back to even just the quarterback that they wanted to draft and 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 looking at all these free agents mainly mainly attributed to the quarterback situation which is a huge deal because even it's something I wanted to say when we we're talking about DeForest Buckner none of that matters we're not scrutinizing it as much as we if we had a franchise quarterback as because we'd probably be winning we'd be in good shape but because the decisions that have been made at quarterback have been so questionable we even scrutinize whether you know, we should have traded D4 or not. Well, who won that trade? That wouldn't matter if we'd be a, a team with the franchise quarterback right now. Um, something's going on. And if the 49ers don't, if the 49ers continue to lose, you can expect to see maybe some more, uh, some more quotes coming out from the beat writers. And, and, and you know, the reason, <laughs> I know it sounds pessimistic, but it's a broken record. We've seen this before. Unfortunately, during our fandom of 49ers, we've seen way more losing seasons, way more bad coaches, way more bad franchises and good ones, right? I mean, Mariucci was okay. Harbaugh has been the best for us. 
other than that, it's been the same story over and over again. Eventually, there's a rat in the building with Mike Singletary, <laughs> and things start falling apart, and you know, Jerry York starts tweeting, and I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm overreacting, and, and it's and it's early on, but it just starting to feel like we're going in that direction, especially if we keep losing here. Yeah, I think that's why this Sunday is, you know, even more of a must-win game. <laughs> it's it, it just, I, I don't know, man. It just feels like the boat's sinking. Yeah. But, you know, there, there's a chance to repair it, you know, this Sunday night. I don't know. It's definitely been a, a deflating bye week. And, you know, especially with Trey Lance not even starting this week. And Yeah, I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot riding on, on Trey Lance, you know, right now. The Lynch Shanahan regime is resting on his shoulders. If Lance becomes a top tier quarterback, uh, then I think Lynch and Shanahan will be glorified, especially if it leads to a Super Bowl. Yeah. A Super Bowl victory, not a trip, a Super Bowl victory. God damn. Yeah, that, that's important distinction, right? There. <laughs> yeah, that is an important distinction. Yeah. We're sick of Super Bowl uh, defeats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I can get that excited over another Super Bowl appearance. I, I would just be anxious and worried about, you know, whether they could win the Super Bowl or not. I'm too scarred now. Yeah, I think I agree. I think the first one, it was just kind of in, insane and kind of crazy yeah. that, that we were going, you know, especially after the 49ers had just been completely terrible for so many years and and Jim Harbaugh comes in and, you know, and, you know, we've been talking about identity, right? And, you know, and who the 49ers are. And Jim Harbaugh for sure brought that. He had the whole, you know, who's got it better than us? You know, nobody. And it was just a magical run, you know, three, four years. And that Super Bowl run and that defense, you know, and Colin Kaepernick, you know, we thought he was going to be the answer. We thought he was going to be the one. And unfortunately, they just couldn't get it done. That was, I know. That was pretty disappointing. Our worst season was eight and eight with Harbaugh. We never had a losing season. No, we did not. <sighs> anyway, we just started going down, uh, <laughs> reminiscing about the good days here. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I hope it's not all doom, gloom and doom here. Uh, I hope we're just making a, a mountain out of a molehill, as my uh, second grader uh, has been telling me on as he's learning about idioms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mountain of a molehill. So we'll see, you know, things can, can turn around with, with a few uh, victories here and, and then we'll see what, what happens with the division games. But Carlos, any thoughts on, on the Lynch interview? No, I mean, just other than, you know, Lynch's answer didn't instill confidence in the fan base. Right. I mean, just him, you know, you know, is there, is there a crisis going on mr john lynch no 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 no. Uh, no no crisis what crisis no crisis going on so yeah i mean it just it just made things worse it's almost better if matt maddie Mayoko shouldn't have asked that question man <laughs> nah it's good it was a good question that's what you gotta ask you gotta ask the tough questions all right let's let's uh get into the tail of the tape as as they like to say in boxing uh, with this game here against the Colts, the 49ers 0-2 at home this season. I think going back into last year, we're like 1-9. It may be more than a year now since the 49ers have won at Levi's. Um, the Colts are 2-4. and four. 
they lost to the Seahawks, Rams, and Titans, and the Ravens, and they beat the Dolphins and the Texans. So they've lost to what we'd call legit teams. You know, Seahawks have a losing record, but, you know, they also lost uh, Wilson there. Um, but uh, the Dolphins and Texans haven't been that good, and, and the Colts were able to take care of business there. Yep. And you know, even though the Colts are two and four, I would say they remind me a lot of the 49ers right now. You know, it's not like they've been getting blown out. They've lost some pretty close games, you know, especially the Ravens in overtime and, you know, the Rams 27-24. So, you know, they're, they're not a terrible team. They, they've definitely lost some close ones. And, they, you know, they've handled the, the lesser teams, Dolphins and Texans. Yeah, and, and for total offense uh, rankings per ESPN, the 49ers are 14th in total offense. The Colts are right behind them at 15th. Total defense, the 49ers are 6th. Of course, one less game played because of the bye, and the Colts are 20th. I think the the, the biggest area, other than the defense having a, a big difference there between the Colts and the 49ers, the other biggest area is the turnover differential. The 49ers are 30th. Um with a my with let's see minus five and takeaways so they've taken the the ball away from teams twice and they've given it away seven times so that's what the minus that's where the minus five comes in so we're 30th out of 32 teams surprisingly the the, the 31st team in, in turnover differential is the, is the chiefs they're minus eight and and that tells you why they've been struggling even though they're a very good team uh, but but they're still able to pull the win off here and there. Uh, the 49ers haven't been good enough to overcome that. <clears throat> and the Colts, this was a surprise to me. The Colts are actually fourth in turnover differential. They're plus seven. Uh, they've taken the ball away 12 times, and they've only given it away five. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, a lot of the times the turnover is a good measure of who you think is going to win the game or who ends up winning the game. If the 49ers continue in this way where they give the ball away and the Colts apparently are good at taking it away, then uh, then the game's not going to be that close or it's gonna it's not going to be in our favor. Um, Vegas does have us as favorites by three and a half points. Um, any comments to any of the uh, stats from the tail of the tape? The turnover differential is pretty pretty crazy. I didn't know the the Colts, you know, we're taking the ball away that much. Yeah, and, and I think surprisingly, right, um, the story with the 49ers has been that, you know, in the games we've lost, we've lost the turnover battle, um, which, you know, obviously doesn't help. But then the Colts, it seems like they've been winning the turnover, turnover battles, but they still have managed to lose. And yeah, I- we're right. I was going to say, I, th- I think the w- the one thing that we can agree on, I think it, it falls on the quarterbacks, right? I think Wentz and, and Jimmy G have just shown that they're not enough. You know, at one point, I, I would say I thought Wentz was going to be pretty special, but similar to Jimmy G, Wentz, you know, was kind of hammered with injuries and, and just couldn't really stay healthy. Surprisingly, he's been healthy this, this season, even though in the preseason it looked like he was going to miss the whole season. But once again, it just seems like, you know, it's just kind of not enough to, to overcome those better teams, similar to with the 49ers, just not enough. Yeah, and just to give the listeners some perspective on the turnover differential. So the leaders are Buffalo is, is first overall with plus 11. Obviously, they're a really good team. Arizona is second with plus eight. They're undefeated. 
Dallas is up there with plus seven. I'm not sure exactly what the record is, but they've been doing really well as well. And then the Colts come in. And then after that, it's New Orleans and Green Bay, La, Las Vegas, and, and the Rams. So, yeah, it seems kind of weird that the Colts are up so high yet, like Carlos mentioned, losing games. So maybe maybe it's because they don't uh, score touchdowns when they get takeaways and, and that their defense isn't good enough. So when they do give it away, the other team scores the touchdowns. Um, I, I bet if we dig into it, that's probably what it is. <clears throat> All right, let's uh, let's go over our game predictor metric again. This is our secret sauce for predicting games. Um, we have several categories we look at just for some of our new listeners to to come up to speed. We look at the head coach, at the overall offense, overall defense, special teams. Um, those are the main categories. And of course we have subcategories to all of those. They're weighted based on what we, um, believe is more important for each category. And then it all gets added up and, and it spits out a prediction for us and, and a potential spread. So for this week, I won't, I won't keep it in suspense. The GPM is saying that, uh, the 49ers win by, uh, 3.2 points. So very close to the Vegas uh, prediction. And just for the record, the GPM is uh, four and one, one this season so far. Four and one. And the one loss uh, being a, uh, we predicted the 49ers were going to beat the Packers. It was very, very close in the GPM. Uh, it could have gone either way, right? You know, if you put like, yep. tolerance in there. And obviously, you know, 49ers were, were on the way to win it. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, ruined it with 37 seconds left. Yep, exactly. So for the categories, um, where the the categories where the 49ers best the Colts according to our GPM is quarterback, head coach, uh, or an overall offense, and of course the 49ers have the home field advantage. Um, the Colts, according to our GPM, have a better overall defense and special teams. There, this might be a surprise to you guys that the GPM would say the Colts have a better overall defense because they're ranked lower than the 49ers or they're 20th versus the 49ers being sixth. But remember, this is our secret recipe here, and we give more weight to turnovers, and that's where the, 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 uh, the Colts have the advantage. Um, stopping the run, turnovers, sacks, red zone defense are some of the subcategories, and, and that's... Uh, uh, in some areas where the Colts uh, have the advantage, and that's what it comes out to. But overall, what it's saying is it's going to be a close game, uh, but the 49ers, because of home field advantage, should win this game. We'll see. Any thoughts there, guys? Anything to add? No, I mean, I think it's just I, – I, I agree with the GPM. You know, this is a game, again, that we should win. Uh, we're at home. Um, you know, it's Kyle Shanahan's 49ers, right? So it definitely, if we do not win this game, it's going to, you know, hit the panic button time. We're at home, but that doesn't seem to matter because we not, we can't win at home. <laughs> that is true. And so the GPM, actually, we take that into account. Um, the, you know, the scores would be less for the 49ers playing at home versus like, for example, Seattle playing at home. And the other thing too, that I didn't mention is we adjust it game to game week to week as, as the results are coming out. You know, for example, Shanahan, we've downgraded on personnel management and play calling 
uh, whereas the Miko Ryans we've bumped up, uh, for example. <clears throat> All right, so how do you guys see this game playing out? Um, we, you know, before we get into predicting the score, Carlos, how do you see this game playing out? And then we'll get into uh, keys to victory for each team. Well, I mean, I think with, with, with Jimmy G back under center, it's going to be that, right? It's going to be Jimmy G under center and handing it off to uh, hopefully um, Mitchell and, and hopefully I think Hasty may be able to come back from, from injury reserve. So I, I think it's going to be what Kyle Shanahan wants to run, which is establish the run game. Don't rely on Jimmy G, set up the play action for some, you know, mid, mid-range throws uh, to get it going. And then, you know, the def- de- defensively, right, I think Wentz, he, he's he's prone to make the mistake, right? So it's going to come down to Nicky B and the boys to get get on him and, and sack him or push him to make mistakes. Uh, so that that's going to be the, the keys of victory. And, of course, the big one is you must win the turnover battle. Uh, when the Niners, when we give up the ball and we don't get take it back, it, it's a recipe for a big fat L. Uh, I would say I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I I think, you know, the 49ers offense has yet to show really anything except maybe the Lions game, you know, where they were somewhat competent. Uh, I I think it's going to come down to the to the turnover battle, which, you know, unfortunately, seems like the Colts have been doing a better job at it. But who knows? The the 49ers defense has been playing really well the last couple of weeks. Um, I I think both offenses are going to struggle and, you know, Jimmy G is going to be Jimmy G as Trent Williams likes to say. <laughs> well, I'm just going to jump right into the score prediction already. Um, cause, cause you guys are going to be surprised by it. I'm predicting the 49ers stomp the Colts 35 to six. Um, Shanahan feels the pressure and finally kind of comes back to some of his creativeness from 2019 the keys to victory will be the run game and and the explosive play calling where we take advantage of this defense and Shanahan can isolate some plays for Debo or a Uke um, that result in, in, in big yards after the catch. Um, the Colts will have to be able to win uh, by passing the ball. Once we do that, and of course, if our defense continues to improve, I don't see Wentz being able to do that. So those are the keys to victory for the 49ers and for the Colts. And my prediction, 35-6 blowout 49ers. Man, I, I don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> because because it's Halloween. Or... So, so, some the, the the ghosts and ghouls are out and about because, man, I think it's – I'm more on the man. It's gonna be a, a like a, with Tony said, a low-scoring game, potentially even just uneventful, <laughs> where you know the Niners get the victory, but more I'm thinking more like a twenty to thirteen. I I just I don't know. I'm I'm not excited to see Jimmy G play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just because it's it, it's just Pobrecito. still the middle. It's <laughs> still the middle of the week. I'm sure I, I'm hoping I can get hyped up right before the kickoff or something. But right now I'm just, man, I'm just 20 to 13. We win. <laughs> I guess uh, where yeah. I'm coming from, where I'm coming from is I want to give Shanahan the benefit of the doubt and almost like a last chance Shanahan 
show us that you're the coach we thought you were and blow out the, the, the teams that shouldn't even be in the same field with us, right? We should be a much better team. Uh, we had the bye week to prepare. So this is Shanahan's chance. But if, if we lose this game, then you could expect doom and gloom from me the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my score prediction, similar to Carlos, is going to be 17-10. I think it's a low-scoring game. But actually something interesting that I'm trying to look up right now is how 49ers have done and Kyle Shanahan has done coming off of bye weeks. So let's see here. The last two seasons, they've won coming off the bye week in 2020. You know, um, they played Sunday night at, at L.A. against the Rams, and they beat them 23-20 to 20 with, with Nick Mullins. And then, let's see, 2019, off the bye week, they played the Browns, <coughs> which is the game we went to in 2019. <coughs> and just a glorious game. Just completely stomped them. But then, yeah, 2018, lost to Tampa Bay coming off, off the bye week. That team was, team was pretty bad in 2018. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, uh, 17-10. All right, we shall see. G- we all predict victories uh, as, as well as the GPM does, so let's hope that's true. Any other matchups for Week 7 uh, you guys would be interested in, in watching or, or the results? Um, I think just not not so much the Bears anymore. I mean, I, I guess just, just in – the Bears and the Bucks are playing. Just be Tom Brady on my fantasy football team, <laughs> so hope he lights it up. But I mean, now with with Lance not being our starter, I'm less interested in in the Bears game. And um, I I I think aside from the Bears and Bucks because of the fantasy football, the only other one I'd be interested in, it would be the 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 Jets and Patriots. Just because, man, I really like the way Mac Jones is playing. Uh, I think he he's right now. Uh, I think leading the class of these mm. uh, uh, offensive quarterback rookies. Man, we just lost all the listeners we gained over the five <laughs> weeks, man, when you, when you said you like Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the Bears are interesting because we're going to play them next. So assuming the 49ers handle business, then um, it'd be interesting to see how the Bears do against the Buccaneers. Uh, I agree, uh, Jets, Patriots, because of the rookie quarterbacks there. And then Chiefs Titans would be interesting just because those are some of the top teams in the AFC. Of course, the division games, nothing to be excited about. We're hoping the Rams and Cardinals and Seahawks lose, but they have easier teams that are playing. The, the Rams are playing the Lions, Cardinals are playing the Texans, and Seattle's playing the Saints. Maybe Seattle loses that one, but I don't see the Cardinals or Rams losing their games. Yeah, I think besides those games that you mentioned and actually the chiefs side will be very interesting because the chiefs have been kind of struggling, right? You know, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, how many games have they won? I think only three or four. Let's see. Let's look at their standings. They're fourth in the AFC West. So they're in last place in their division. They're three and three right now. Three and three. Only and one game behind. Man, right. I hope, I hope the, the chiefs lose. I can't really stand that <laughs> Kermit sounding Mahomes. And you know Mahomes is having been having somewhat of a of a down season. He's been throwing a lot of picks. A lot, well, I will say, haven't been his fault. Um, they've been a lot of tip balls, but some of them were were kind of ugly, or he he was just kind of tossing it up. So it's it's been uh, interesting to see it. But he he'll find a way to bounce back, and I'm sure Andy Reid. Nah, yeah, I hope back. he continues uh, to choke. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the Chiefs will be 
they'll fix it because you could see it's the turnovers that's causing problems. If they tighten up the turnovers, they'll be back on track. I mean, they're 31st overall in turnover differential. That's that's weird. It, it, that, that's the main thing that's that's killing them right now. Yep. And see, and besides that, I think the Bengals Ravens will be a good game to watch just because Lamar Jackson has been crazy this this season. Um, and, and Joe Burrow has been looking good too, and, and the Bengals have been playing pretty solid. So I, I think that also be a, a good game to watch. Yeah, Just that's true. That's a division game. The Ravens are five and one. The Bengals are four and two. So they need to win. The Bengals need to win that game to to stay in the race to for first place in the AFC North. All right. Anything else? I hope. We come out with more optimism after Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have some optimism for this Sunday. It might be the last of the for the rest of the season if they lose, but I think it's actually appropriate to say right now. I'm glad football is back for the 49ers because <laughs> 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 of the bye week. Um, even though, again, like I said at the beginning, even though our team sucks, we still look forward to the game. So uh, we'll we'll be talking to you all again after the game. It's a Sunday night football game, so we might not record until Monday. So yeah. look for the next episode to come out Tuesday or so. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you again uh, Monday. See you on Sunday. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.